Hello and welcome to another episode. I'm Brendan and this is my labyrinth. I appreciate you, you being here listening and uh, I'm glad I'm glad you're willing to to enter the labyrinth with me because I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. I think it's going to be one of the more difficult ones because I need to hopefully be on my game in providing nuance on this conversation uh, because the clip I have is going to be a hotly debated one and a very divisive one. Uh, but I think it does a, it's a clip that really fits the scope of my show. Uh, even though my scope is pretty wide, I guess you could say, (laughs) but it combines things I really enjoy talking about, uh, kind of like societal external influences on the self, social structures, uh, postmodernism, as well as a conversation on spirituality and some of the things kind of new age spirituality and spirituality covers. And maybe sometimes they cover it in problematic ways where they don't always recognize why it's problematic. Uh, and I feel like I can kind of speak on this a little bit because one, I had, I was much, I used to do a lot more content doing commentary on spiritual perspectives. Um, you know, and I, and I still do at times as well. I'm not saying that. And I, and I actually like agree with a lot of the stuff and do a lot of those types of readings. Um, however, you know, I do recognize and notice some problematic ways of speaking and problematic misunderstandings, uh, that can occur in those communities as well. And this clip that I'm talking about comes from someone that I kind of have a internet relationship with. He has been on the podcast before, uh, we've kind of, we're in similar, I would consider like similar internet circles. I've never met this person in real life. However, I feel like we, we've exchanged messages. He's been on the podcast. I would consider us like somewhat of internet friends, you could say. And I do appreciate a lot of his content, but this one, I just think missed the mark very badly. Um, and I, I didn't, I had kind of an unfortunate interaction with his co-host Ray in, in the comments um, and I don't want to like make this about drama. It's not, it's not about drama at all. It, it's still about the, <laughs> the point of the show. I think it raises an interesting conversation, but I want to add this preface so you can see some like background of where this is coming from. Um, but yeah, they, 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 a lot of the spiel of, in the podcast I'm talking about is dualistic unity and their kind of spiel is about questioning concepts, questioning your identity and bringing you back to what they consider to be truth and then, and like the unity of that truth and unity, getting to unity, which is what they consider to be truth, right? It's a very new age spiritual concept, or maybe they, they probably won't like the word concept considering I've listened to the clip, but understanding uh, of what is, of what is what they would say reality, right? And I don't even completely disagree with that. I just think there's some nuance there to be discussed. Anyway, the conversation they had around this topic led them down the path of talking about pronouns and a conversation around pronouns and its relationship to identity and relationship to suffering. Um, and their position is kind of how it takes you away from unity. Right. But inevitably when that convert type of conversation occurs, the conversation ends up being about members of, of a community of people that try to use pronouns there is a very large community of people that try to use pronouns. I try to use pronouns as well, uh, or like to explain my pronouns. Uh, but inevitably, the the groups of people, the marginalized groups of people that get targeted, 
are people that are non-binary and people that are transgender. And I think this is where the important conversation comes about, uh, about identity, about narrative, about illusions, about the societal structures that influence your perspective of these things and these ideas and where they come from and understanding the perspective of another person. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that's, I think that's a good preface because that's, that's what I'm trying to cover in this episode. And I hope you can see the relationship I'm seeing that I think could be a very interesting conversation. So we'll see where it goes. I'm ta- I'm saying this before I even dive into the clip. So we'll see if I do it well or not. As you know, the podcast, I try to do a more raw format. So I try to use previous knowledge to explain things and kind of let the flow of consciousness go to see how it goes. And, and I hope, because I do think they'll end up listening to this. There's a high chance they listen to this. Uh, I hope they enter it with open mind as well. Because uh, I do feel like I can speak on this because I myself was very... I lacked an awareness, I lacked an understanding, the realization of my problematic perspective on this years. This was years ago, of course, but like still I, I lacked an understanding of the perspective and the experience of people in that community and recognizing their life experience as I'm trying to think of the proper wording, just, just being aware of their different life experiences and recognizing where mine is coming from a much more privileged background, cisgendered white man. I need to be willing to be open to the fact that they just have a profoundly different experience than me, you know? Uh, and yeah, and I, I think that's what, what you know, and, and also I want to preface this by saying, because the two people in the clip, cause you're listening on a podcast, so you won't be able to see them. Is two white cisgendered men. I am as well. So I'm going to be linking resources to members of the transgender community and some of that more content and reading on that topic and focusing in on that perspective around identity and gender and gender theory. Because that, although I, I do a lot of reading on that and tr- try to understand, uh, I don't think that is my area to... I'm going to do obviously do some commenting on it, but like to focus completely on, I want to focus more on the perception of identity, the way they way these two from dualistic unity talk about identity and how they might be having a sort of like misconception and not seeing the relationship it has to the external world and society and how we have to, as humans and communities have to have a relationship with others that needs affirmations, that needs affirmations with other people, that you need some form of identity to operate within a community, you know? And, and I think that's, that's where a conversation could turn interesting. And I'm hoping it's going to turn interesting, but enough of my blabbling. You can check the links below, check out the Substack as well for more of my writing stuff and you can help support the show. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the, this, this clip. It'll be, I think it'll be an interesting one. Okay, so the clip I have, I'm going to just start right into the pronoun stuff. 
Uh, but yeah, let's see what Andrew has to say. So what I'm kind of referring to is pronouns. Like people get so fucking caught up in all these people need to call me this thing. And it's fascinating. Like it's, it's become very insidious to the point that at the job I just left, I've been there for four years. Like everyone has their pronouns in their bio and it's, it's rooted in what you're talking about. Good intentions, being more accepting, being more inclusive, kind of like how, you know, the definition of religion is to unify or is to bind together. Like we think that that's what it's doing, but all it's doing is dividing, further dividing. Like, so, and that's the point I want to start with because I kind of wanted to say this before I realized now is uh, to kind of preface the clip, even though if we just heard, uh, like maybe the point we need to consider everyone, including Andrew and Ray, myself, people listening, the point around pronouns and its usage isn't about, and, and I'm talking about like the new commentary around pronouns, right? It isn't about necessarily acceptance or an acceptance of an identity, right? Maybe it's also, we need to recognize its importance about the recognition, the recognition from a collective understanding, the recognition from collective, collective society that we are members of as, as humans, the recognition from the status quo, the recognition from the established norm, you know, like, when we use pronouns and when we, we ask someone to use certain pronouns, they're simply asking for recognition, for an affirmation of who they are or who the, what they perceive to be. Because even Andrew and Ray are perceiving themselves as something. That's why they would have the drive to do a podcast. They have an identity around this that they are identifying with. you know. And when people listen to it and watch a show, they're hoping for affirmations. They're hoping for someone to affirm their existence and what they are doing with the podcast in some sense, right? And that's kind of not a direct example because I think the idea of gender is something that we really integrate into ourselves and we do desire that recognition because society makes so many things about gender. And then they might hear that and say, well, yeah, that's the problem. They make so many things about gender, which is a fair point. However, why are we asking a marginalized community to be the ones to just accept the, the status quo instead of maybe questioning, maybe we should question what it is the status quo wants these marginalized communities to do? Why are we not questioning that? Why are we asking the marginalized to take up all, all this utopian ideal and fight for this utopian ideal when you need help from the status quo? Why are we asking someone that's already marginalized, already has more difficulties than the average person to take up this mantle? It should be the person that is a, the privileged person that should help do it their part. And if that means using pronouns, then use the fucking pronouns, you know? And I think... And that's the thing. It's like all this is about recognition and the the affirming of their existence. And I think through this, we should recognize 
the flow of the concept of gender, the flow of the concept of I, the flow of the concept of identity and, and, and the concept of your own identity and how that is constantly flowing, right? Because like th- from this, I think they need to consider where their understanding of pronoun and the norm comes from. They spent their entire life being affirmed in the way of the status quo. Andrew and Ray, from my understanding, they identify as he, him, right? So they have been affirmed in that their whole life. Now imagine, and and like they're affirmed in that, so they feel as though they're he, him. They are identifying with that in some way, right? And society sees them as that in some way. They have that affirmed to them constantly by external influences of the world. Now wonder if someone internally feels like a major essential part of their being is something else. And society is trying to deny that and affirm something else. Now you could say, okay, they just need to drop their concept of identity. But like I said before, the society has already accepted, they visually speaking, the generic, not even generic, it's the wrong word, the traditional perception of what it is to be a man or what it is to be a woman that not saying this should stay the same or stay this way but what society has deemed this way it's always changing recognize that but andrew and ray look like men the traditional masculine man right okay they're going to be affirmed in that because that is the status quo that is the norm So they do not have to worry about that because that's already being affirmed for them. Whether they want to accept that or not, that is just being forced upon them, but they seem to be accepting of it, right? I hope that part makes sense in this conversation because one of the issues I have is, is I feel like they're not recognizing that privilege of that fact, that the status quo is working in your favor if you identify as he, him, or she, her, right? Anyway, let's, let's keep it going. Like, it's fucking fascinating. It's another identity. Like, and expect, it's, it's so many things in, encapsulated in one little thing. Like, expect identity, expectation, belief, need, all in this one little thing but it's it's interesting how insidious it's gotten and now it's like you got to call someone by this and if you don't you're a piece of shit and okay and this is where so he he brings up identity beliefs uh you know those various things and the the discussion is often with Andrew's content. I've noticed because I, I do. I listen to a lot of his content. I follow him, and he follows me. Uh, and I, and I and I recognize that there is an importance in the awareness of what is right now, like a awareness of the now, right? And we all should recognize that, especially in moments. But you also have to recognize the societal influences we have, and the importance of an identity, the importance of desire. We are desiring machines. Part of our existence is 
desire. We desire things. Like I said, Andrew and Ray, they wouldn't be making a podcast if they didn't have the desire to do so. They have the, their identity has some form of desire that is driving them to do this, to make this content. Same with my words being spoken right now. I have a recognition of that. In some sense, you cannot live in the now when you are doing that. I cannot completely live in the now when I have these various drives and ambitions. And if I don't do those drives and ambitions, I experience suffering. I need to do them. That is part of this need. And I am somewhat attached to that desire. I recognize that as part of my identity. Andrew and Ray have that, whether they want to accept it or not. That is part of living in a society and operating within the external world, right? They are, you are, we are all kind of like demanding recognition in that sense by what we are doing. Okay. So when he talks about like, oh, they're, they're just getting caught up. They're just getting caught up in their identity. Yes. That is the point. They are discovering something that they see as fundamental to themselves. You can deny them. They can deny them that truth that they would like. I disagree with them and I don't think they should do that, but if they want to do that, fine. But then recognize what if someone denies you that, but also recognize the, the, the scope and the seriousness of that statement where if someone comes from a, you know, if, if you believe in prejudice, let's say, let's, let's backtrack. If you believe that prejudice exists in the world, that racism exists in the world, that sexism exists in the world, you're kind of accepting this reality already, this understanding of reality already. And it, it's a hot take to deny that. I don't think they would deny that. Sexism and racism exist and occur, obviously. Prejudice and hatred towards people of the trans people who are transgender exists. That is a reality. And when you have that occur, when you have hatred towards you occur, you that is going to affect your internal world and your internal perception of yourself, your identity of yourself, how you feel about yourself and how you perceive the world, right? So whose responsibility? Should we just say, oh, it's on the individual to, it's on them to figure it out. Just, just stop caring about that. Just stop caring about that. But why is it more often the case that the people that say that, the people that say, oh, just don't let it fucking affect you. Just don't let it bother you. Why is it the most privileged people that have to deal with that the least amount that say that stuff? Don't just don't let it bug you. Right? We need to recognize that. It's like it's like if you if a black person enters a building and there is a gathering of KKK members, they should feel unsafe. They would be right to feel unsafe. They will have an emotional experience around feeling unsafe in that place as they should because their survival mechanism is going into place. They're seeing these people fucking hate me. I need to get out of there. This is dangerous. My, I, them saying that their sense of I, their identity is recognizing the danger that they're in. They need their identity to operate within that circumstance. So can we say, oh, like, just don't, 
oh, the KKK, just don't let them affect you. Just don't let it, just don't let it harm you. Just, just, you know, don't let it affect your inner world. But when you spend every day of your life dealing with the prejudice of others, how does that affect your identity and your connection and feeling of being part of a community and your level of happiness, your level of peace? Is it all on the individual or collectively do we have a role to play? And I think these two would also say collectively we have a role to fucking play. And part of that is if a marginalized community that is saying, hey, I'm over here. I fucking exist. I exist. Can you affirm this for me? Can you affirm who I am? Do it. We should do that. And then people are going to bring up like crazy cases of someone identifying as something bizarre, but 99 times out of 100, even probably more than that, someone that's doing something ridiculous like that is just trolling. And also they talk about like this backlash around misgendering or misusing pronouns. It's such an internet fucking concept, an internet idea of how this, the pronoun stuff is working. Because that's why I made the comment on their Instagram where I was like, I don't think you guys talked to people of this community, of these marginalized communities. I don't think you did. Like, I, and I still stand by that because I got a comment back. I still stand by that because I'm friends with many people of these communities. And I have made the mistake multiple times of misgendering, uh, forgetting the proper pronouns. Do I get screamed at and yelled at? No. They correct me. I apologize. And I look to make sure I do it again in the future, like do it the right way in the future. It's as simple as that. There has never been a hot discussion or anger discussion. When the angry discussions occur, it's usually someone. It's kind of like the example you see in like those old Ben Shapiro clips when he would like refuse to call someone that identifies or like a transgender person that is now a she when he would refuse to call them she as who she is. Her gender is she. He would refuse to do that. He's refusing to do that. And then that's when the anger would occur. And rightly so. Someone is denying a part of your existence. And it's like, who, who am I to say? Me. Like, my existence is constantly being affirmed. As he, he, him perceived that way, seen that way, all that stuff. If one person comes and doesn't call me he, him, you're right. I'm not going to, it's not going to bug me, but you know why it doesn't bug me? It's because I have been affirmed in that my entire fucking life. It happens one time and it's an anomaly. But what do you, what do you say to someone that has been experiencing that? Like it's, it's a constant thing where they're constantly experiencing that. They're constantly experiencing that hatred. And especially when someone is purposely doing it probably to attack them, to make them feel small, to make them feel not part of the community. When someone is being targeted that way, what do you think it does to your sense of identity? Oh, and they, and, and, and Andrew and Ray will just say, oh, just drop your fucking identity. Just drop the identity. Why do you pretend like it's so easy to do that for people? Because you still need to operate in a society. You still are living within the social structure. And you're not even recognizing where that perception that, that the perception that Andrew and Ray have, where is that coming from? 
Where are you getting your information? Where is your expertise coming from? What literature are you reading? Are you reading gender theory about some of the perspectives on this? Where are you getting this stuff? Where are you getting your perception of truth? You claim to know the truth. Where the fuck is that coming from, man? Anyway, let's continue. And it's like, why do you need people to call you that? Like, what need are you holding on to? Like, where, where does that come from? Like, I guess it's the cognitive dissonance that you were just talking about. But it's so fascinating. Like, why do you need someone to call you that? Is that where your value is derived from? And then people come up. Why do you need a post? Why do you need to post on the internet? Why do you need to do the things you do? You know, it's not like you need a necessary answer for all these things, but we all have desires. I just want them to recognize they have this inner desire within themselves that are making them act a certain way to do certain things. And another group of people that are marginalized are doing the same thing. It's that simple. You, if enough people got mad at them, and and that's the other frustrating part. I need to preface part of this too. Part of this interaction is coming from, I'm pretty sure it was Ray interacting with me, but I I suggested some literature. I suggested some reading. um, And essentially, he did the whole spiritual thing of, oh, you, bro, you just need to, just just go talk go go take a walk in nature like man 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 are we gonna like have a nature off is that is that what we have to do Do we have to have a nature off like oh dude are you touching grass enough are you touching enough trees otherwise if you're not touching enough trees you must not be grounded in the earth like what if someone what crazy concept here crazy idea what if it's not a nest like also i do take a lot i like fucking in nature every day that's why i live where i'd live but the point aside let's say someone lives in a concrete existence they live in a city do they need to have a recognition of something that makes them feel part of this world do they need to touch a fucking and hug a fucking tree i don't think so i think someone can find peace without that does Touching a tree and walking in nature help? Absolutely. But to act like you take a walk in nature and you've all of a sudden have this some divine essence and understanding of reality that no one else has ever experienced before, that is silly. That is stupid. I'm being way more angry in this episode than I planned on, but I kind of, I don't know. It's entertaining. I kind of like it. It's entertaining for me. Anyway. I'm up with all different things. Like, I go by her they. It's like, you're making this fucking confusing as shit for everyone. It's not It's not that confusing. Literally, it's really easy to remember. Uh, like I said, this is where I, it tells me that they have not talked to very many people. I would say a large portion of my friend group is I, I'm doing this, constantly doing this. Uh, so it's really, really easy if you just fucking actually go out and experience it. Fucking crazy, I know. And you're making it more difficult for yourself because then anytime someone doesn't remember to call you that or doesn't know because they haven't seen your fucking pronouns that you're like you feel bad inside because you feel like they're not respecting you so you're really just again shooting yourself in the foot like oh my god what the fuck yes and you can tell okay 
I just, you know, it's like, how, why do you think they're shooting themselves in the foot? Like, why, why do you think that? Um, because, like I said, this is where the frustrating thing, and, and I, I did listen to the rest of this episode. It did not add any extra helpful clarification on these points. If anything, it made it worse. Um, yeah, I just think it's like, okay, you, they have this concept of identity and sense of self that they're talking about in relationship to suffering and trying to go over that suffering to get to unity, blah, blah, blah. And that seeing unity as truth and getting to the truth and constant recognition of the truth. This is where I suggested the reading of Lacan to Ray or Andrew. I don't know exactly which one was commenting, but I suggested that because, you know, I, I love Eastern traditions as well. Eastern tradition is a broad term to use. I know that, but for the sake of, not spending too much time on defining that term, we're going to say Eastern traditions. Uh, but also Western traditions, I think, have very similar concepts. If we just read them with a different lens, um, and Lacan has a concept of the real that I, uh, this is also oversimplifying explanation, but this this state of, you have your sense of self gone, you have this egoist, not even, I don't want to say egoist, egoist state, I would say, but also is a state of, chaos and uncertainty and then from that place the real is in some sense what is reality it is what is reality but from that feeling from that perception of uncertainty and chaos we create illusions to allow us to forget about that place and the i think the essential thing to remember which is why i like lacan is the interpretation is you need those illusions. You need those illusions to allow you to escape from that inner turmoil, that inner chaos. So what I find so problematic about this clip that I'm playing is that there is a marginalized group of people that is telling you this fact, is explaining this reality to you. I'm explaining this reality to you right now where there is a group of people that maybe their illusions are being denied so much. Like I said, this is this is the the assumption that people listening, or this is like at least my perspective. You don't have to agree with it, obviously. Um, we rely on illusions. We need some illusions. Now imagine when you have fundamental illusions denied to you that they say, "Oh, those those are fucking bullshit. Those are stupid. I'm not going to do that. That's too hard." I don't want to do that. Fuck that. And someone does that enough, especially to a marginalized person, what's going to happen to them? They're going to get closer to that state of what is the real chaos and uncertainty. And within that place, if you stay too long in that chaos and uncertainty, that's where the suffering occurs. And that constant suffering. So you're asking someone to inflict themselves into constant suffering simply because someone finds using pronouns too fucking hard. To me, when you hear it that way, don't you feel kind of silly? Don't you feel kind of silly for just not being more open to the fact that maybe you shouldn't be certain in your perspective, certain in your beliefs around this? certain in your beliefs and understanding on the of the concept of identity cuz that's the reality they're still using concepts 
And they wanted to, not, and I guess I'm getting ahead of myself because I end up talking about that more. But yeah, let's let's hear what Ray has to say because he gets into um, this is like a trigger warning. He he gets into he uses this old trope that like Jordan Peterson has used, and it's kind of pretty outdated. Um, it's quite offensive to people of the transgender community and people who are transgender and who are non-binary. So I want to uh, preface this and warn you beforehand. Uh, but I feel the need to comment on it because I am another person that cannot shut the fuck up. Because of this one thing. And this is the one thing that is the, the big giveaway when it comes down to this. So the non-binary pronouns that are used are they, them, right? But those are plural. The individual pronoun they're looking for is it. Oh my God. Every time I, this is the third time I've listened to this clip because I wanted to make sure I was understanding them enough. But this one pisses me off every fucking time. And also, if they are listening to this and everyone listening, I know I I purposely allow myself to get passionate and angry about this stuff because I kind of find it to be a fun way to do it. Um, but God damn, dude, what the... To just so, like, confidently say something wrong is just fascinating to me and I can't help it but be fascinated by it because they them for centuries has been used in the singular they went they went to the store they got food boom singular it's crazy you can be talking about a singular person when you do that it is not plural and he goes into the it thing let me let him explain that because Holy fuck, is that a, it's a dumb point. And you notice nobody wants to use that. Oh, fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, man. So, like, what are... <laughs> and, and they're, like, laughing about this. You can't really see it, but Ray's thought he had, like, a mic drop moment, but... Yeah. Obviously, you know why someone doesn't want to use X? It, like, is the most dehumanizing... Thing you could ever think of but yeah oh right there okay right there what andrew said he's so close to getting it he andrew has a recognition right there of if he was called it too much and and he might like say like oh no no that wouldn't that wouldn't bother me you could tell like you can feel it you could see it in his language he recognizes how the norm around it we we use it in a derogatory to, uh, term, tone, usage. Don't want to be called it. That feels icky. Why, why? Why does his response that way? He doesn't want to be called that. He doesn't identify with that. He doesn't identify with the symbolic meaning of when someone says it. They're not using it purely in the singular. If someone calls you an it, they're, they're, it's usually used in a derogatory manner. There is meaning around that. There is a meaning around that that influences your perspective about yourself and the world. Why should we expect every individual to be the ones to have to deal with that, to deal with that individually? Collectively, it's all of our problem to not say that to someone in a derogatory term, to not call Andrew it because he probably doesn't like that. Don't do that. 
You don't, you shouldn't do that. That is hurtful and harmful. Why should he have to constantly be seeking to affirm his existence so you don't do something like that? Anyway. Yeah. They, them is plural. Yeah. That's interesting. Again, it's not fucking plural. But, interesting. Is I mean, it, it is plural, but it's not purely plural. It's plural and singular. Uh, I don't even need to go into that because it's a pretty well-established part of the English language. Uh, and honestly, I'm kind of concerned that neither of them recognize that. Isn't it, though? And it's just because I don't like the way that one feels. I don't like the way that, that word feels at all. I don't want to identify Talking about it. it. Yeah. It's like, well, all you've done is it identifies plural it's. Right? They, them. I mean, you're, you're saying you're non-binary. The non-binary individual term is it. You know, neither male nor female. And that's, that's fine, but we just don't like the way that feels. And it's because it doesn't give us a positive mental image of ourselves. Right? Whereas they, them, to those who are looking for... Right God fucking damn it. He, he brought up the positive mental image of himself. They're acknowledging the power of words, the power of concept, the power of symbols. They are admitting to themselves right here, and they don't even recognize what they're admitting. They're recognizing that they're acknowledging uh, that these words and symbols provide mental perceptions. It's doing it to them. They freaked out about it themselves. Like they felt gross around that too. Right. It provides a inner perception. The words create are helping create your sense of self. You can call it an illusion. That's fucking fine. But you're still constantly using that illusion. You need the symbols. You need the concepts. You need the words, the words that have meaning and cultural meaning to help you affirm your existence, to help you feel accepted into the community that we operate within. They themselves are not denying this fact. They themselves are using that language. The desire, so that they brought up, like, oh, that doesn't bring a positive mental image. They're admitting to themselves that they won't call someone it because it doesn't provide them a affirmation of their existence. It's not a positive thing for them. It makes them feel sad inside. And why would why were, are you trying to do that? And of course, like I said, I know some pain and suffering is necessary, blah, blah, blah. We recognize that. But should we tell a marginalized community that they should be the ones to experience the pain? I'm not going to be the one to fucking say that they should. And I don't think most people should. So I don't think anyone should be the one to decide when someone experiences pain and suffering. Okay? So if a very easy thing pops up, you know, easy thing that we might have been talking about this episode, pronouns, just fucking use them. Just fucking do it. It's looking for a definition that's different than the one that society has said is what one you're supposed to be looking at, right? They'll go for the one that that's, you know, as far outside of that idea as possible because they don't want to be that idea. And that makes sense. And the problem isn't necessarily he, she. The problem is that we think that means something. The problem is that society is like, oh, he, this is he, this is she. And then we buy it and we're like, well, I'm neither of those. So I've got to be this. Like, no, because neither of those were anything either. Neither of those were anything either. That's the whole point. 
Okay, the only thing this was ever meant to be was supposed to be a convenient way to tell apart our biology. That okay, I feel like, okay. So this is where it's one of those things that I don't completely disagree with them on, uh, but also I just think they are talking about it and and not understanding kind of the nuance of it, where it's like we can recognize the illusion of it. We recognize that. But he also brings up the importance of it being a communication tool. We're recognizing the importance of communication between humans. We need concepts and words for this communication. You're recognizing that. So you're recognizing this identity and this sense of self and these words and these concepts are necessary. We cannot constantly live in... like. And I'm also... Maybe this is where I probably just fundamentally disagree with him. You know, and, and that's where I've, okay, and I got to backtrack. This is me, my, my experience in those spiritual spaces. Uh, I have done the whole ego death thing with fucking meditating. Um, and yes, I recognize like me speaking right now is like some form of character I enjoy using for this stuff and in life. I am recognizing it is a, flowing character that i am currently in a current awareness with okay Uh, i've done it through meditation i've done it through drug induced i've done the whole ayahuasca thing i've talked to people in this i've read a bunch of this stuff i am not an expert i am not saying i'm an expert by any means whatsoever right um and that's why i really connected with both western and eastern ideas traditionally western eastern ideas on like say the concept of no self and also like i was talking about with the western ideas i really resonated with lacan's concept of the real because i saw them as extremely related things but different interpretations of what we should do from that place of chaos and uncertainty what we should do with that interpretation with that understanding of reality while recognizing the entire time that we might think that is reality, but we must simultaneously consider that it is not reality. It is that weird fucking uncertainty of the uncertainty type of thing, right? And, and then from that uncertainty, you need to create the illusions. And that's where I like Lacan's concept, where it's like you create the illusions to help you escape reality. Because you need to escape reality. And if Andrew and Ray want to say that, no, you don't need to do that, this is where I probably fundamentally disagree with them. You need these things because being in that place constantly will make it very difficult for you to avoid harm in society, to understand desire, to operate within the world. And maybe this is just my choice and my understanding. I recognize it could be wrong. But I'm willing to bet it is a safer one to be willing to accept that. But you don't have to do that. I'm not telling you to do that. I don't even know if I should fucking do that. If I'm being completely honest. Never take my advice. I post this as my journal. Please never take my advice. Uh, listen if you want. I, like I said, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I kind of like where this episode's going. That was it. And they will say gender is a social construct, therefore an illusion. 
Yes, they do say that. When we're saying social construct, we're saying a mutually decided upon illusion. Yes. And if we're that far away from reality, where we're actually defining ourselves according to, to illusions that other people have to validate and agree with. They're doing it too. Is all I got to say. They're also defining themselves by illusions. They just, for some reason, are not aware of it as much. I don't fucking know. How are we oh, surprised damn. that we're going through suffering? How are we surprised that we're in conflict? We're living in an illusion and we're demanding that everybody abide by that illusion, whether they know about it or not. Like, this is something that we, we very much forget in. So that, that right there, right there is the perfect separation that I'm talking about. They are perceiving it as though that these, the community of people trying to have people use their pronouns properly, use pronouns and want people to do that. They're saying that, oh, like you're demanding that we use your illusion. No, they're demanding a recognition of their illusion. Your illusion, Ray and Andrews and mine, he, him is already established. It is already one that is the norm. It is accepted. It is accepted and recognized. The trans community is simply asking for recognition. Your the reason they don't experience this, uh, uh, Andrew and Ray, is because theirs is already accepted and recognized. They don't need to seek someone to recognize their illusion because their illusion is the established part of the collective. You have a group of people that are just simply trying to question the collective norm as it always should be questioned. It, when you really think about it, when you think about it this way, it is that marginalized community of people, the non-binary and transgender community that is the one, that is the one recognizing the illusion. They are recognizing the illusion. They are recognizing your illusion and saying, hey, you have your illusion. Now can you fucking do mine too, man? It's really... Mm. In North America, as we go through this gender identity pronoun argument, most of the rest of the world doesn't even consider it to be an argument. They don't even think of it as a conversation. It's very much a product of our current societal structure and... and um, going to say it, the amount of comfort and privilege in the world. Like okay. This is a conversation throughout the world. Uh, it's been a conversation throughout history. The concept and understanding of gender and um, sex and those roles and gender roles have literally been a topic since we created civilization. That is not a hot take. Uh, it is a hot take to say that other parts of the world don't have this part as part of their conversation. That is a fucking hot take. Um, and I, I just, I know I've already mentioned the privilege point, but when he says it, it's like, bro, literally recognize the contradiction in your statement. You are privileged because your illusion that I don't think you are aware of or something your illusion of yourself, your gender, what society is projected onto you, which is a part of you. Projections from society are part of you. They influence you, whether you want to accept that or not. Maybe that's something we disagree on. I don't know, but it, it happens. Uh, that is influencing you. 
and you accepted the norm of he, him. So you don't have to deal with this. You are privileged. You are not dealing with this feeling, this understanding of yourself. You don't have to worry about it because you're being affirmed every fucking day by everything. Welcome to society, man. You're coming back, hopefully. Like, let's just let's just say, okay, because nobody ever talks about this. But the entire idea we always of oh. transitioning as a transgender person would not happen in a world that wasn't way distorted with capitalism. It would not happen for somebody who was, say, a person of color, somebody going through poverty. Okay, the entire idea of of having gender surgery and and transitioning takes a certain degree of privilege holy fuck okay i did not listen to this far into this clip i apologize what the fuck dude oh okay that was one second so what he basically just said is is that people that transgender people are simply privileged and that's why they want to transition that is the what the way he worded that is literally what he's saying which is such a fucking ignorant thing to say a hateful thing to say because that is not the case there is people in poverty that want to transition but they can't there is people look he, he oh my god he even brought up minorities they also there is there is members of minority communities different ethnicities that also transition. Like, what are we, what are we talking about? And if they don't, if they don't transition, we have to also recognize the fact that certain communities in certain areas of the country, the world are, have different levels of acceptance of this conversation of how we talk about gender of how we accept people of these various communities. So if you grow up in a place that is, extremely hateful like let's say super catholic deep south catholic christian maybe like some very very racist undertones as well all right do you think it's easier for that person to come out as transgender there or let's say someplace like san francisco just trying to think of an example on top of my head don't overthink that one but like if someone has these inner feelings they're going to be fearful about coming out because of the way they're going to be per- perceived by others, by how their their existence and their acceptance and embrace from the community is going to be denied. So to say this conversation is privileged, it is privileged. We, I am privileged to be able to talk about this right now. But for him to say that it's simply, oh, like, He's basically denying that it is a part of them. He's simply saying, oh, you've just had too much time to think about it and you're just overthinking it. And that is not who you are. That is not who you should be. Stop that. Just stop thinking about it. Just stop thinking about it and you'll be fine. You're being privileged. Also, he brought up capitalism as though like capitalism is the savior of people being able to do this. People all around the world are are able to transition, by the way. But uh, our healthcare system is dog shit for this. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's also not a hot take. Like, what? How is capitalism making this better? You, 
Jesus it Christ. takes a certain degree of money and it takes a certain degree uh, of comfort to do all that stuff, but we never. Which is why they're fighting for their lives because they, it is a struggle for them to be able to transition because it costs a fuck ton of money. It is not covered by healthcare. So they, they do have the conversation. This conversation is happening everywhere, which tells me neither of them did enough of their research. Ray, even worse, they obviously didn't do enough of their research because holy shit, like go listen to a couple people that are members of this community and you will recognize what the actual conversation is being had about. They did not do any if this is their goddamn take. So we never talk dumb. Right. And what's worse is that we have this idea now that's being promoted that if you do think that you're trans and you aren't getting the, the surgery, then you're obviously not trans, that you're not doing enough. And it's like, no, 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 stop that. Because again, everything's a transition. Like there was a certain period of my life where I thought I was a metalhead. Did I go out of my way to make myself into a metalhead? No, because I change. It's a dumb comparison. Uh, I'm not even going to get into that dumb comparison. As a person, concepts change all the time. Concepts change all the time. And that's the whole... Yes, they do. And you're not accepting that they're fucking changing. You're not one. You're not a concept. You know, if, if you decide that you have having this conversation yesterday between this idea of masculine and feminine, and the idea is unfortunately another generalization because Jordan Peterson talks about this, but I'm not citing him as a source, but I am citing the research that he's talking about, which is that off. Like I said, I didn't listen to this part of the clip and I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Mostly Ray here. I'm getting more frustrated with Ray at this moment. I was not going to bring up that this sounds like they are using a lot of talking points that Jordan Peterson uses that have been debunked on this show. Um, but he, he he's about to cite him in probably a study. I'm, I'm not even, I don't know this actual study, but let's actually often what the study is. men and women have a difference in what they are primarily interested in. Why is that? Men are primi- primarily interested in things. Women are primarily interested in feelings. Okay. And that's an overgeneralization. Wow. That? But across the board, across studies, you can see it's about a 70-30 split. Okay. On average. Then this, the opposite is also true, that that 30% of, of the female population displays interest in things versus feelings. And 30% of the male population interest in feelings versus things. Right. So neither of them are actually male or feminine traits. It's just that we observe them more on one side or the other right now. Would that have been the case 100 years ago, 200 years ago, a thousand years from now when society has changed? I don't know. But bro, you're so close. You're so close to getting it. Right, you just acknowledge the the flow of these changing concepts, the flow of gender, the flow of that, and someone is asked, "Oh my God, like wh- why not target why we use have the need to use he him? Like why not target yourself? Why do you Ray? Why do you Andrew feel the need to use he him? Why do you do that?" Is it because society tells you to? Is it because you want to? Did the desire for your desire to do that come from society? Is it influenced that? Are you influenced by the illusions of society? And does that influence your sense of self? So then, okay, if that is the norm, 
But because we see it as an observed distinction between one group as another and another, we go, well, that's obviously because that group is this way instead of, oh, that group is this way right now, right? So we go, men are more interested in things when we know that's not the case. We know that that is just a generalization. We know that, but we don't ever question that when all of a sudden we go, well, I don't think about things, therefore I'm not a man. Or that's what literally uh, people of the transgender community are questioning. They are questioning the what he just said. Um, and he is denying that because he does not want to face his own uncertainty is the way I see it. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a good enough to conclude. I'm sorry I got fucking fiery, but actually I'm not sorry. I enjoyed that. Um, anyway, <laughs> closing thought. Um it's all in good, fun, and on serious topics. But uh, I just want people listening and these two to consider that to be transgender, you know, maybe it's actually about a concept that I think these two will agree with. Like I, I kind of mentioned this in the episode, but to add some clarifier statement on it. You know, it's like the it's about the recognition that... One is a collection of parts. Like when we talk about gender and we try to change the norm of gender and move beyond the binary of male and female, which is what non-binary and transgender people are doing. Like even when, uh, you know, someone identified as one side of the binary moving together, they're still questioning that concept of the binary and where that comes from and how it's solidified, right? They're still questioning that whether, uh, whether they know that or not, it's that doing that action is doing that for people, right? But it's the recognition that one is a collection of parts that is part of a greater whole, a societal structure, a collective illusion that we take part in, that we are all trying to influence and we are constantly influencing, you know? And the reason people that get attacked and hated on is a lot of times, not all, you know, a lot of times, they're playing the edge of a pre-established and defended territory. They are fighting against a restrictive box. You can disagree with their means of breaking that box, which is what Ray and Andrew essentially described, where they had a problem with using those pronouns because they think they're just trying to establish a new identity, a new box. But you have to also recognize when they do that, they're also questioning the pre-established and the already established norm, the already established restrictive box and that is the fundamental point that they are both missing and it was extremely frustrating anyway hope you enjoyed this i hope i'm not too much of an asshole but maybe i am oh well uh but it's time for you too oh yeah i appreciate you all for listening you know love you all still of course uh it was fun time for you to get the fuck out of my labyrinth though 